Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and season fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. Um, this week, we are going to return to an episode that we did last year and just keep the train going and check in on everybody who competed on the second season of K-Pop Star. Yes, this is our Where Are They Now? Um, so, yeah, we're just going to look into k-pop star season two and how it was different from the first which it wasn't really Mm -hmm. and then uh go through the top 10 contestants and see where they ended up 10 years later great all right um so yeah just to get started same as last time but the show is called k-pop star and this was k-pop star 2 it aired on sbs and it started airing on november 18th of 2012 and ran until april of 2013 Mm -hmm. so it was a very long show it has a lot of really complicated rounds and like it seems like it went on forever and it's a fair comparison to say it's like an american idol x factor talent show right where they do like big open auditions and then like narrow it down narrow it down and every week they have a different like prompt or challenge for the for the contestants and there's a almost a of the voice aspect to it. I'm very confused about how it worked, like looking through the rundown of the season, but the show judges were JYP, Yang Hyun Suk from YG and Boa to represent SM so that there was someone from each of the big three. And it seemed like every week the judges like chose people to be on their teams, Mm. but then it seemed like the following week they could like, changed it didn't seem okay, like people the team had to didn't stay. like yeah stay through the whole season whereas like on the voice they pick them at the beginning and then like play with those contestants and this one maybe they switch each like they get to choose different teams maybe? every episode or the judges like mm. claim them i really wasn't sure how it worked without being able to watch like full episodes but it seemed the judges have <laughs> yeah some sort of stake in the game yes <laughs> So auditions for this show were primarily held via videotape submission, and they also had in-person auditions in Canada, the United States, Australia, and England. So it was like a global search. And the winner of K-Pop Star Season 2 would win a cash prize of 300 million won, which is approximately $300,000, and two brand new Renault Samsung sedans. So you get two cars and $30,000. Samsung sedan. Yeah, I looked it up. I didn't know that they made cars, didn't but know they, they do. they made cars. They do. Wow. You learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> so a quick rundown of how the show worked. So you started, the first couple episodes are auditions, tapes, and doing preliminary auditions in front of the judges. And then the actual first round was the talent audition where the contestants showcased their talent in singing and or dancing. And then they needed to get two of three of the judges to agree. So it was like like an X factor, X factor, two X's and O's or whatever. Then in the second round, there was a ranking audition where they like the judges Mm. ranked them in order of who was the best. And then the third round is where it gets complicated. And this was the casting audition round where the contestants would be cast by one of the judges to go to the next round. And then those judges would then risk like give training to the people Mm. that they picked at their company for like the next two weeks. So it was like, if Boa picked you for her team, then you got to like train at SM for the next two weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Then the fourth round was a battle audition where everyone got paired up like tournament style Mm -hmm. and one of every group would like get eliminated. Mm. So it like cut people pretty quickly in the battle round, I think. Then the fifth round is the stage audition. And this is like the top 10 part Mm. uh, where there was live voting from at home viewers plus judges score and the judges scores weighed more heavily, but like, the voting sure, got the more voting complicated. was finally a factor. And then something interesting about this season that I saw was that the semifinal round, which was the top three, had collab stages mm-hmm. with artists from the representative companies. So Andrew Che performed Beautiful with Shiny. Akmu performed Miss A's I Don't Need a Man with members of 2AM, Wonder Girls, and Miss A. Wow. And then Bang Ye Dam did Bad Boy with Young. Wow. So like fun special stages and then after this season aired like as a post finale they did something called the dream stage best of the best where they had the top 10 from season one Mm. and the top 10 from season two get into little pairs i don't think it was the full 20 but like you know they got a bunch of people and put them in little teams to compete for the ultimate champion and lee high and 2001 from season two won the show by only one point so it seems like it was a very dramatic battle So that's how K-pop star worked. Um, there yeah. are so many, uh, SBS has put like, it seems like every stage and audition and whatever is all on YouTube, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find like full episodes and didn't yeah, yeah, have yeah. time to like watch one. But I think we've gathered how it works. Absolutely. And especially hearing the rundown of like the way that the rounds are broken down we already did this for season one and there are definitely some similarities like the getting to train at the company. I feel like I remember that Mm -hmm. from season one too, of like the judges pick people and then take them to like practice. And then they're like on their team or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But I love the collaboration stages. I feel like that's new. Maybe I don't remember that from season one. And then of course, like being able to bring in the winners from season one, like to do something with just the contestants. That's also a fun new, a new aspect. There's another, other aspect that we'll get into when we run down the top 10 but there's another reason that this season was different but we'll get to it um so now i'm gonna tell you about the top 10 from k-pop stars season two and we'll check in on where they are now if i could find them (laughs) great so in 10th place was a woman named lee jin woo and at the time of the competition she was 22 years old And her final song that got her eliminated was How to Use Sadness by Kim Bumsu. Love Kim Bumsu. So yeah, it was not her best performance. And something interesting about this show being 10 years old is that YouTube was a a thing in 2012. Mm -hmm. So there are still 10 year old comments on these YouTube videos from the week they went up. And what I gathered from the YouTube comments was that she had done really well all season doing like lower range R&B stuff and then decided to do this big ballad that was out of her range. And that's what YG said when they let her go, like this was the wrong song. And so bad choice. Oh, that's too bad. Too bad. You got to find your voice. Yeah. 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 Your specialty. But 
Where is she now? Lee Jin Woo. Unfortunately, I have no idea where she is now. <laughs> this song was the only thing on her melon page because all the top 10, uh, all the songs from like the 10 last rounds mm. got like released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As little cast albums. But hers only had her song from this episode. No Wikipedia pages. Nothing. I couldn't find nothing. No recent news. Well, good luck. She should be my age. Yes. <laughs> All right, then in ninth place, we had another woman named Sung Soo Jin, and she was 23 at the time, and her final song was So Sick by Neo. Um, so yeah, that, that stage was like, I, I don't think there was anything particularly terrible about it, but I don't know. It was her time to go home, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) She definitely has a nice rasp in her voice, but I almost feel like the opposite problem of the 10th place was that So Sick is a little bit of a boring song in the sense that it's very repetitive. So it doesn't necessarily show off as much of your voice as possible. So. But she like had little like boy dancers like dramatically oh, they dancing were so in a circle. Dramatic. <laughs> um, but I found out where she ended up. So Sujin joined an agency called Crazy Sound after the show and released her first digital single called Stay in 2014. And then she did a duet with Nam Young Ju in 2015 and a different OST in 2015, another single in 2017. And her most recent thing that I could find was a duet called Still Missing You with Oh byung from 2021. Oh, so lovely. It's so lovely. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, so she's still doing it, and that song is really nice. Really nice. I hope she gets signed for just lots and lots and lots of osts right (laughs) she is a perfect ost voice agreed okay so and then in eighth place we had another woman named che yegun and during the competition she was only 15 years old and the song that she was eliminated for or her final performance was price tag by jesse J. That was a fun, interesting performance. She's like up on a huge platform mm-hmm. with a piano and then Yeah, some and she has some like six dancers with purses that are like occasionally throwing money, <laughs> which is very goofy. Um, but yeah, she's just like a cute little teenager with cat ears like playing the piano while she sings. So I checked up on her and she had actually debuted as a soloist a year before the show. Mm. And then at some point she changed her stage name to Yegni, Y-E-G-N-Y. Okay, Yegun, Yegni. Yeah. Uh, And she has released 16 singles since the show. And her most recent release is called Lazy Bones. And it's from June of this year.
that's fun. Very cool. She's like a front woman of a bohemian band. Yeah, it's kind of indie rock. Mm -hmm. Fun. I also saw that she has done four OST songs between 2019 and 2021, and she also has some featured tracks on some Christian worship music albums. All right. Of wide variety. Yes. All right. Moving into seventh place, this is where it gets complicated because Ooh. in seventh place was a girl group called You You. Oh, because that's this new. was the first season where they allowed the judges to create groups. Ah, okay. So that is X Factor of like yeah. taking the five soloists and making One Direction. Now we took all these people who auditioned on their own. We're saying, mm, let's put you in a group. Exactly. Okay. okay. So YG put this group together in the third round of casting auditions. They had all been competing as solo contestants up until that point. So the members of this were Jun Miju, who was 18 at the time, Lee Mirim, who was 17, Park Soyeon, who was 13, Son Yuji, who was 14, and Song Haye, who was 18. And their final stage was a cover of I Have a Woman by JYP. That is such it's a such an interesting twist to now have girl groups because I feel like it must it's so much harder for the girl groups now because whereas like the previous soloists that we've seen, they've just been standing there and singing. But these five girls are having to do choreography and sing at the same right. time, which is something that idols train for literally years in order uh -huh. to be able to do. Like that's a physical skill that you have to like build up right. the endurance and physicality to be able to do. And then like if they've never really danced before or whatever, like – I just feel like you're going to be judging them as a whole package as opposed to just the singing. Right. Whereas with the solo artists, they could get away with, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like the girl who like was doing the, the runs at the end was mm -hmm. so good that I feel like I wonder if she was alone, if she would have made it farther in the competition, if like having to be yeah, in the yeah, group. Yeah. Then, or like, even just like the group, the girl group in general maybe wouldn't make it as far because other soloists are only being judged on their voice, whereas right. the girl groups also have to be dancing. And so, yeah, it's just it just seems like it's suddenly an uneven playing field. To have them also be dancing at the right. same time. Like the choreo edition piece of it, I feel like creates extra obstacles. Absolutely. For them. Absolutely. All right. So let's check in on all five of these girls. So we're going to go through them, starting with June Miju, who after the show debuted in a girl group called The Ark in 2015, which disbanded within the year. Then she was supposed to debut in a girl group called Day Day in 2017, but it never happened. Then she did debut in ill-fated duo Khan, which only released one single in 2018 and then nothing. Crickets. Wow. What a fucking bummer. Yeah. Uh, I loved Khan. We talk about them literally every chance we get. Anytime they come up, Khan was so good. I'm your girl, Khan. Oh, Junmi Ju. Yeah. Tough luck, man. Real bummer. 
And then next, Lee Meedim. She debuted in a five-member girl group called Tint in 2013, and they released two singles before disbanding in 2015. And I found her Instagram, which is at xx underscore myrim underscore xx. And she now works in financial service, and she enjoys camping and golf. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> no longer the idle life for her. Nope. Uh, then Park So Young, she signed under Lowen Entertainment after the show and participated in the first season of Produce 101 mm. as their trainee and came in 18th place. So she just missed IOI mm. by like seven people. Um, and then in 2017, it was announced that she would debut with a girl group called Fave Girls, which is now weekly. Mm. But she and three other trainees left the company in 2018 before they weekly was weekly. finished. Mm. But she did debut in a solo as a soloist in December of 2020 with a single called Flower. So yeah, it's like a whole it's like a whole soloist debut mm -hmm. with the dancers and the choreo, yeah, yeah. and it's not just like a like a lot of these are people just releasing sit on a stool singing songs. Oh yes, no, she but has like, a whole a whole to do. Yes, um, and I saw that she also released a follow up single in 2021, so she's still mm -hmm. at it Good as luck, a soloist. Park and she was the one who was only 13, so she's only 23 oh, wow. now. Okay, so she's, so she's very young. Time. Uh, next up, Son Yuji participated in the reality show Kara Project in mm. 2017. That was to find a new member of Kara. Yes. Uh, she came in seventh on that show. Then she debuted in a girl group called Applebee Ooh. in 2017, but they disbanded the following year. She participated in the unit and was eliminated in 59th place. But then in 2019, she became the leader of the girl group Third Eye, oh. which is still very active. And in 2021, their company did a project co-ed group with them and the boy group at the company called Triple Seven. Oh, fun. So she's technically in two active groups right now. Great. So Good doing okay. And then last is Song Haye. And she debuted as a soloist under Hello Music in 2014, right after the show ended. And she's released 16 singles as a soloist and has 41 OST oh, credits damn. on Melon. Good for you. But she was accused of sajegi, which is chart <gasps> manipulation yes. in 2020. And her image like suffered really badly for it because the CEO of her company was alleged to have been blackmailing people mm. who reported on this sajegi. <gasps> and a member of Block B like commented about it on Twitter so he dug up a bullying controversy and then that Block B member had to like take a break from <gasps> his group wow because he was trying to punish him so this poor girl like got caught in the crossfire of her oh, like wacky no. CEO but she did release something just a few months ago in August called this song <laughs> OST voice like yeah she very found nice. her thing mm -hmm. wow well good luck I hope she's able to to bounce back from that it sounds like something that she was not directly involved in <laughs> yeah. so yikes yikes all right 
in sixth place, we had another girl named Shin Ji-hoon, who was 14 years old at time of competition. Wow. And her final song was You Raise Me Up as Made Popular by Josh Groban. <laughs> I mean, she has a lovely voice, but that is a 14-year-old child. Yeah, she looks so little. She looks and sounds very young. So the interesting thing about her is that she was a competitive figure skater. Oh. From 2010 to 2013. And apparently the reason she was eliminated in sixth place is because she had conflicts with her skating competitions. (laughs) She's like, sorry, I have to go compete in this other thing. Yes. (laughs) But she did sign with Cube after the show and released her first single that year. And then she moved to Starline Entertainment in 2016. And she also competed on the unit. Hmm. She has released 16 different singles and collabs with other artists since 2013. And her most recent release from 2021 has a really long title. I'm just going to call it Memories dot dot dot. (laughs) Fair enough. So even though she's 24 now, she like kept that little voice. She sure did. (laughs) She absolutely did. Um, She also has seven OST credits and she's acted in a couple of dramas. So she's out there doing Doing things, but not skating anymore. I don't think. In fifth place, we had another group. This was three boys, but they didn't have to dance either. It was one boy with a guitar and two boys singing. See, things are always stacked against the girl groups. This is what we're saying, man. Ah, conspiracy. (laughs) So the members of Raccoon Boys. What a terrible name. (laughs) Did JYP name them? I don't know who put them together. I think Boa put them together. I don't know who made the name. Raccoon Boys. But the members were. (laughs) That's awful. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm listening. I'm listening. (laughs) The members were Brian Shin, who was 17. Kim Min-sook, who was 21, and McKay Kim, who was 19, and their final song was I'll Be Missing You by Diddy, Puff Daddy P. Diddy. He was Puff Daddy when the song came out, so that's how it's credited. Fair enough. Yeah, that was not. I saw some of their other performances from throughout the season. That was definitely a go home performance from yeah. them, I mm-hmm. think. But they did some, I'll talk about it later, but they did some cute covers and some interesting stuff when they were doing the like acoustic yeah. kind of acapella thing it's, in their it's other stages. Too bad that they were just like three dudes standing around trying to like harmonize on this as opposed to like doing some kind of band cover of this song because this covered i mean this song does sample the police so like you could have made it like if that was their thing to be a band because they were not a boy band right (laughs) right but where are they now so brian shin is currently releasing music under the stage name brian mantra and he has a song that came out in july of this year up on spotify called bugs are us and i 
like when I clicked on this, I was like, oh boy, like ready to just hear the worst thing ever. I really like it. Oh, bucks are us. Baby, you caught me, baby, you caught me, caught me in the shadow of love. got a very interesting yeah. vibe and like it moves a lot of ways and it makes me feel like young and cool it feels yeah, like yeah, a yeah. kind of and young it has a really nice like that like really light but like complicated like guitar it almost sounds like a harp because it's like mm-hmm. moving so quickly and nice yeah I, like it. I saw that he also has a soundcloud that has like five songs up on it from the past couple years but according to his instagram like this bugs are us release seems to first, be like his like first big. real one all right brian mantra then Kim Min Sook, after the show, did sign with NH Media, but he doesn't appear to have ever debuted in any group. Mm-hmm. And his name is unfortunately shared with two so other many. celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I couldn't find him. Fair enough. Uh, but McKay Kim released his first solo song in 2015, and he's released three Korean singles and done three K-drama OSTs as a singer and composer. Mm. But his most recent release, called It's You from 2019, is in Bahasa Indonesian. Oh, Which I thought was so interesting. When I think of you A nice little oh well song. isn't that pleasant yeah, yeah he was the guitar one yeah 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 i wonder if maybe he is indonesian and or and that's why or he's is, like making a, a release there I, or like i don't know i couldn't find like i found his instagram and i found his youtube channel but i couldn't i couldn't find like a find story like a, yeah, or wikipedia like about him or something him. Mm-hmm. but he's out there and and going by mckay mckay just mckay and he writes music for other K-pop artists like Astro. And he wrote Luna, Where You At, which oh, is shit. one of my favorite Luna songs. Wow. And you can follow him on Instagram at McKay Music. M-C-K-A-Y. Yep. Great. All right. In fourth place, we had another group. They were called, I'll just say it in English, they were called 2001. Okay. Which is like $2 is basically <laughs> the name of their team. They were Kim Hyobin and Kim Ildo, and they were both 22 okay. at the time. Um, they were friends before and auditioned as a duo oh, and okay. like came on the show as a duo. So they weren't put together on the show. But their final song was a cover of Million Roses by Shin Subong. <laughs> So like a little, one is a rapper and one is a singer, a little duo. But man, that singer is a great singer. He's wow. very good. His voice is incredible. And they did a lot of really fun stages throughout the season. I watched a bunch of them and one I'll talk about later. They did choreo, like they danced. Ooh, so like they were nice. showing well-roundedness. Nice. Um, but they remained a duo after the show and have released seven singles as 2001. And their most recent one is called Sunday. And it came out of, in May of this year. Great. Well, that's lovely. It sounds like some and looks like some self-produced, yeah, yeah, yeah. like easy 
filming in your in your little studio music video. I also saw that one of the members, Hyobin, I'm not sure if he's the rapper or the singer, but one of them released a solo song in 2009, like before the show, mm. and then did two other solo releases in 2019 and 2021. All right. So they're still at it. All right. Getting into the top three. In third place was Andrew Che, and he was 32 at the time Ooh, of the competition. Oldest competitor. He was the oldest competitor, and they made a big deal about of it. Of course. A lot of the comments of people were being like, arguing that like maybe it was part of the thread of the season but that they were making it like it's his last chance so mm. people were just saying like it's only fair if andrew wins because like yeah he's the he's oldest. on his way out he <laughs> might as well retire <laughs> uh but his final song the final this round they had to do songs that enough that other competitors had already done that season oh, and okay. change it so he did baby by justin bieber which the second place boy had already done well, he is a very, very nice voice, like beautiful, but there is a cheese factor of that performance that's hard to yeah, get yeah, over. yeah. It's like <laughs> it's hard to swallow. A couple of the covers on this list so far, it's like they make them too slow. It's like the original mm, yes, song yes, wasn't yes. fast enough to do a slowed down version, and then it's just like, okay, this is going like baby, babe, like oh my god, yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. slow. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the song is faster. But anyway, right after the show came out, uh, he released a single called "Love Was Enough" in May of 2013. <laughs> A nice enough little R&B song, mm -hmm. but that is literally the only music that Andrew Che has ever released as an artist because wow. he transitioned into becoming one of the most prolific K-pop producers out there. He has written hundreds what? of songs, including EXO's Baby Don't Cry <gasps> and Lucky One, Gasp. Shiny Heart Attack, Wiki Miki Tiki Taka, Sex Keys All For You, just to name a few of my top personal favorites from the first page of his melon. This dude is my hero, and I didn't even know it. Wow. <laughs> I'm shocked. We've read his name on the show yes. before in credits. Like, yes, this we is have. Him. I knew this name sounded familiar. Wow. Well, we'll have to add him to our producer list. Yeah. Do a little deep dive on him. Andrew Che. But wow, Fantastic. interesting that he like pivoted so hard and found yeah, such yeah. success. Incredible in the, like... success, though. He found his place. Yeah. Good for you. All right. Moving in to our second place runner up of K-pop star season two. It was a little bitty boy named <laughs> Bang Ye Dam, who was 10 years old. And his final song was Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. What a choice. Karma, 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 Cutie patootie. 
Oh my god. He was so a true star cute. of the season. So freaking cute. So small and he does his little runs and he has so oh much stage presence. Yeah. And like he's great. I love I just love watching children sing. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. It's so cute. <laughs> So his journey has been very interesting because immediately after the show, he signed with YG. Okay, one of the judges. trained there until 2018 when they did the competition show YG Treasure Box. Mm. And he came in second place. So he was going to debut in Treasure. And for this, they were going to do a winner icon thing oh, where there okay. was going to be Treasure and Magnum, mm. but that they would joint promote as Treasure 13 Okay. And that it would be like, it was going to be a whole complicated thing. Okay. But Treasure 13 never debuted. They were supposed to debut in 2019, but it all didn't happen because YG was in excessive legal trouble in Absolutely. 2019. Mm-hmm. Between him and Sungri and a million other things, it was bad over there. So Treasure 13 never debuted. So in June of 2020, they YG was like, we know that like Yedam has been, we've had him here for like a freaking decade and he's worked on so much stuff and he's ready. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put out solo music for him. Okay, great. So he made his solo debut on June 5th, 2020 with a song called Whale. cutie patootie <laughs> so that song was actually written by andrew che and akmus chanyuk who were the top three of this season Stop it. isn't that so That's cute so cute 10 years later and they're still pals i know and this song went to number 10 on the billboard world chart and then on august 7th of 2020 12 of the treasure 13s finally debuted as just treasure amazing uh, with the single Boy, and Treasure has released one full studio album, two EPs, and three singles since then. But as of now, as of now, but Yedam has actually been on hiatus from the group since May of 2022 in order to quote study music in order to improve his potential as a producer. Ooh, so he's getting to take a break to go to like music, music college. That's very interesting. I mean. It makes sense to me because he's been at YG since he was 10. So it makes sense why, like, it would be really cool, though, if they were, like, investing in this education for him to then become, like, one of Treasure's own main producers. Like, I hope that that's the path that they're planning out for him. Yeah, because because if you think of it in, like, Teddy from one time mm-hmm. is kind of the producer at YG now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they must be like needing a new generation of like Wow. I mean, he <laughs> could end up being like the prince of the like guy, the, yeah, 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 guy who the, gets to like, take over house producer of YG. Wow. It's possible. We'll keep an eye on him. Yeah. Bon and then in first place of K-pop star season two was Akdong musician, otherwise known as Akmu. Amazing. And at the time of the competition, Chanhyuk was 16 and Suhyun was 13. If you don't know who they are, they are a brother-sister duo who got their start right here on right K-pop Star here. Season 2. And their winning performance was Hot Goodbye by Toy, which is Yu Hui Yol's group, yeah. as we talked about in the sketchbook episode.
So these siblings who before the show had been homeschooled by their missionary parents and living in Mongolia. Oh. So they started performing music together because they lived in a foreign country and didn't have friends and were homeschooled and bored. Uh, so they had actually started like busking and performing original songs as a duo before the show started. Mm -hmm. So during the competition, they performed tons of their own original music instead oh, of doing okay. covers. And Lowen released their originals during the season and six of them got into the top 10 while wow. the show was still airing. Well, that's, I mean, that's really awesome that they, like, A, had their own original music to perform and that they got the chance to, like, actually release it while they were on the show. But I feel like that that makes so much more sense to me knowing who Akmu is because I feel like they've really made a name for themselves for writing such fun original yeah. music so that that was, like, a component of their whole competition throughout the show. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and some of the songs, they even got commercial deals while they were still on the show. Wow. They were super, super popular. So a month after winning the show, they signed with YG. They have re-signed with YG and will be there until at least 2026. All right. Their debut album, Play, was released in April of 2014. And since then, they have released three studio albums, one live album, 13 singles, and four OSTs. And their most recent release from last year is called Naka, and it features IU. so cool and funky i missed that song when it came out but you song turned me on to it a couple of months ago and it's such a banger so good uh akmu has 82 award nominations and 20 wins including rookie of the year and album of the year they've done three korean tours and one asian tour their 2019 song how can i love the heartbreak you're the one i love went double platinum wow and then chan hyuk himself has written a novel he went to the military already. Mm -hmm. He released two solo songs and he's written lyrics for artists like Winner and IU. And now he has like a funny YouTube channel. He's always like doing creative stuff. And then Soo Hyun released one solo single called Alien yeah. at the end of 2020. And she's done 16 OSTs by herself, including singing Reflection on the Korean version of the live action Mulan soundtrack. Ooh, fun. And she hosted a radio show called Volume Up from 2018 to 2020. Nice. So Akmu is very, very popular. Mm -hmm. Like this yeah. show made them very popular. They've and they definitely are yeah, become a household name since then, for sure. I know that they've come up multiple times on our show. Okay, so I wanted to just to fill it in because I ended up watching a lot of stages while doing research for this, call out some fun performances that I found from throughout the season uh, that are worth checking out. Fantastic. So first, starting with those dream stage idol collab ones, Shiny, Andrew Che did beautiful with Shiny. Amazing. And it's so stinking cute. <laughs> <laughs> It is very cute to see the way, because, like, 
Andrew starts it off like just singing with his little piano and like the camera is still on him and then all of a sudden like the crowd goes crazy but you don't know why because he hasn't done anything and then the camera pans out and you're like oh it's because shiny came onto the stage (laughs) I see now (laughs) the next stage was the JYP family stage And they do this strange rearrangement of like a little bit of JYP, I have a woman at the beginning into mm-hmm. Miss A, I don't need a man. Yeah. And then the boys say like, you don't need a man. You don't need a man. <laughs> yes. And like in a very like cheesy exchange. And I think the most important part of that performance is that JYP fucking loves it. He's <laughs> losing it. He's like rocking in his chair like a he's toddler going insane so and like hard. laughing. And he's so proud. And it's very funny <laughs> just to see how like, happy he is and the final stage of these is bad boy with baby yedam and Young of big bang of big bang And it is so freaking cute, but Taeyong has terrible, inexcusable hair. That's awful. His whole outfit is bad. Mm-hmm. He has like a bandana with like terrible two like pigtail braids and then like a massive shirt <laughs> and like the shorts over the legging. Like it's all bad. Um, but baby, and I'm like trying to be hood, saying like, baby, I'm a bad boy. And it's his little baby and his enormous chain. <laughs> It's something to see. It's very funny. <laughs> Another stage that I really loved was from earlier on in the season. Akmu and Bang Yedam were paired up for a round and they did a little Korean version of I Want You Back by Jackson 5. Every stretch you walk on, I left your stains on the ground. Follow and the guy. I didn't even want a round. Oh. oh, baby, give me one more chance. Sure that I love you. Oh my god, it's so cute. And the baby had a harmonica and they did little choreo yeah, moves. Him and Suga and like, like do their little choreo and I love when they look at each other for the little <laughs> It's so great. It was the so judges cute. love it. Yeah. Another one that I really enjoyed was 2001 covering Sisters Alone. <laughs> that they like really did a good job of making the song like their own and also they like the stage of it all is also really engaging like they Mm -hmm. had lots of dancers and they like try to make a story out of it absolutely and it was funny that they also like take a moment to do the like a little bit of like dance yeah yeah Yeah, that was good that was like a like you said a very good example of them like doing it in their style and I felt like it seemed like that looked like very polished. Yeah. Like the whole performance, like they looked professional. 
Another one that I thought was fun is the Raccoon Boys did a cover of Run Devil Run mm -hmm. by Girls' Generation. And it's just like, I don't know, they did a nice little like jazzy acoustic version and the two yeah. boys who like sang like... In, like I was saying earlier, like I think in their other performances, like their ability to harmonize and stuff yes, was more apparent than in their more. final song. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Another one I really loved is Akmu did a cover of Ring Ding Dong. <laughs> cut to shiny in the audience so they were there to see it Cute. and like i just think that they did such a good job of akmuing ring ding dong yeah totally like, i mean that's a really hard song to cover i think in general but also to just rearrange it in a way where you don't think of the original song mm -hmm. while you're listening to it like it doesn't sound like just a cover of a pop song like it could like if i didn't know ring ding dong i could right. listen to it and be like oh that's an interesting song like they definitely found a way to do it that completely takes it away from the right, original right, right. not in a bad way but it just like completely separates it which is hard to do and one last one that i put on the list was from earlier in the season so it didn't involve any of the top 10 but contestants Che Young Soo and Kim Do Yun in the third round they did this performance of One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and mm. Boys to Men And this was one of my favorite songs when I was a kid. Me and my dad <laughs> used to sing it all the time. And I just thought that like it was so good. And I think that they both carried it so well. But they sent the boy home for that. Wow. They kept her, but they sent him home. Wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> they both sounded really good on that song. I thought, yeah, they did it well. Interesting. But yeah, there are hundreds and hundreds of performances from this season like on YouTube and the whole on the Korean Wikipedia, you can find the list of every single round and what everybody did. So I was just like looking for songs <laughs> and like I got lost in a rabbit hole. So check stuff out. I put all the videos we just talked about at the end of the playlist. Um, but yeah, this I've, I love a good singing competition show. It's fun. Yeah, and it's fun, too, when these shows give us somebody who's still around right. today. Like we had that last time with a few more names that were recognizable. But like this is where we got Akmu from. So like that's really fun to now have documented their start. Yeah, for sure. Um, so thanks for tuning in to this K-pop star season two, where are they now recap? And we'll be right back with a random game. All right, we are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us a relatively new boy group. They are called BAE173. And they are a 
How many members is this? Nine, seven? Nine. <laughs> nine member group from uh, Pocket Doll Studio, which is a subsidiary of MBK Entertainment. They debuted on November 19th of 2020 with their first EP, Intersection Colon Spark. Uh, and before they debuted, two of the members, Hangul and Dohyeon, had also participated in Produce X 101. They debuted with X1 and then later debuted again after X1 as a duo H&D in April of 2020. So two of the members at least are a little bit more familiar um, for anyone who's in the produced fandom. Um, But then they debuted, uh, like I said, in November with the title track Crush on You. And since then they have released, uh, they have four total EPs from 2020 to 2022. Their most recent one was released on August 17th. So still together. And it seems like that's the first one to break into the top 10. All right. Yeah. I feel like Mm -hmm. seeing that title, I feel like I watched that music video like Dash sounds familiar to me. Mm, I might have watched it. But their their debut music video is still their most popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crush on You. Oh, wait. But this says it's only from a year ago. But that is their debut song. When did it come out? Because maybe if it came out at a like very late in the year that you see November. So it's Mm. like the YouTube hasn't quite gone to two years yet i bet it's still keeping it at one because the 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 estimation wouldn't it be one year and but it doesn't do that 2021 in november of oh yeah you're right oh you're right no i'm getting confused whatever it doesn't 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 matter matter. (laughs) (laughs) crash on you 2020 it's their most watched and it is their debut music video so that is what we're going to watch yes so if you'd like to watch that with us pull it up and press play when i say go three two one go All right, title card, company logo, long one, Pocket Doll Studio. Okay, we have like a cotton candy cloud with lightning. (gasps) Oh, it's like a little EXO power already, like like cartoon world. But it's like a oh, it's a Game Boy. It's a Game Boy. Oh, it's a Game Boy. I see. I see. I see. Okay, so one of these little pods has been struck by lightning and the boys are in the top pods. <gasps> oh, they said hey, it for B-A-E-1-7-3. us. B-A-E-1-7-3. Look at how many of them there are. You know, now that you said EXO, I'm seeing a lot of EXO-y things. Like, this is very Coco Bop with all the little, like, clouds and, like, things that are floating around. But these <laughs> these floating inanimate objects, it's so fourth-gen music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. Just the hearts that say, like, wow. Yeah. Like, floating by <laughs> people or whatever. These little plaid outfits are cute. Yeah. So it seems like each member is in their own little, like, what is clearly a green-screened, like, scenario. <laughs> Uh, because most of it is animated, but there is one main or two main dance sets. We've got like a set of Navy school outfits and a na- and a set of more like gr- light gray plaid. These are cute. These light gray I like plaid, these ones. plaid ones. This song is fun too. Yeah, it is. This boy's Love on that a conveyor face. belt. Yeah, the, like, game that they're a part of is unclear. <laughs> like, this one has TNT. Like, what? 
And he's inside of a donut. Like, uh, a lot of things are happening. <laughs> oh, that's a fun little, like, I love a hair, hair combing move. move. That's fun. Uh-oh. Someone Uh-oh, something's going wrong the in the machine. machine. <laughs> happy boy in a snowblow. <laughs> so happy. So happy. I hope that's the same boy twice and that there aren't twins in this van. I do think it was the same boy <laughs> twice. <laughs> he seems to be the only one with that hair right. color. And they're like, yeah, this is very like debut boy choreo. Mm -hmm. They're like fucking kicking and jumping yep. all over the yeah, place. Because yeah. they're so happy. They are so happy because they have a crush on you. So they're jumping and with joy. Fun B A E one seven three. Cute, adorable, very cute. That was very cute. Mm -hmm. All right, weekly recommendation time. Do you have anything you'd like to recommend this week? Um, I haven't been. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my to watch list. I saw that Sulgi went on Sunmi's show interview. Oh, fun! Um, so I'm excited to see the two of them together. Uh, but that's kind of the only thing that's been that's popped on my radar recently. Okay, my recommendation is tangential to this episode. Something that I found while doing research, and this is a version of Bang Dam's debut song Weo, but with the other vocalists from Treasure. Oh, fun! And it's so good because like that's already such a great song, but five part harmony that song Ooh. like it's so nice. Um, it's available on Treasure's YouTube channel. The like title of it is like Treasure Jihoon times Junkyu times Mashiho times. It's like all their names yeah, yeah, listed yeah. whale, but it's on their channel and it has all of them in the thumbnail and like you can find it. But I just thought it was so nice. Nice. So I wanted to recommend that. I love it. But that is it for this week. We will be taking a short fall break next week while we are both on little vacays. Um, but after that, we have spooky videos yes. from our patrons for you. So look forward to that. And in the meantime, you can find us on social media at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod at gmail.com for emails. 181-AMAKpop5 to send texts or voicemails to the show. You can send us regular old mail at P.O. Box 2609. Los Angeles, California, 90026. Patreon.com slash pod for bonus content every month. Um, Linktree slash pop for links to our YouTube and Spotify, where there will be playlists for this episode and lots of other episodes. You can also join our Discord, talk to other listeners, hang out there. Everything you need is on that Linktree. Um, and otherwise, we'll see you uh, closer to Halloween for spooky episode. <laughs> Love you. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. 
Zhongyan. You're our inspiration.